Hello everyone, welcome to a new episode of the Sunrise on the Inside podcast, a space where we share inspiring interviews and stories from thoughtful leaders in business, health and wellness, entrepreneurship and sports. Here we talk about tools, habits, routines and tactics they use that help them feel calm, revived and rebalanced whenever they face challenges in life. I'm your host, Nico Estrella, a serial entrepreneur, former professional soccer player and co-founder of WACU. Hello everyone, welcome to the episode number five of the podcast. My guest today is Hannah Elworth, a certified holistic health coach, gut health expert, author of Recipes for a Healthy Gut, and the founder of Han. She helps women around the world overcome chronic digestive issues naturally, regain their energy, and feel at home in their bodies again. Hannah cuts through the overwhelming wellness noise and uses a science-backed intuition-guided formula to help her clients transform their gut health. Hannah approaches health issues at the root cause level to get their clients uh, real sustainable results. In today's episode, we had a great conversation around how to identify if you have gut health issues and how to change your relationship with food and diet. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hannah, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, amazing, Hannah. Um, I wanted to kickstart our conversation today. Um, actually, we were talking a little bit about, about this before before we started recording the episode, but um, I know that you have regularly a program that's called uh, Healing Guts and Shaking Butts. I love, <laughs> I love the name. So I am first really curious to know... Uh, how did it, how did you start it with that story um, and what is it about for people that haven't heard about it before? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, if anyone knows me more personally, they know I'm like always dancing. I love music. I love dancing so much. I've been dancing since I was a little girl and I would do it way more if I didn't also have to like work. <laughs> like it's like my heart and soul. I love singing and dancing. And I actually, it was my sister's 30th birthday and we, it was a bunch of our friends together in a home in upstate New York. And after we get chatting, we find out, you know, that a lot of people are kind of like interested in, in following guidelines that I have doing a program that I've created. Right. This is kind of like, this is like a few years ago. So it's like pre, pre me even launching it. It's just an ideation. And then we all, everyone wants to kind of jump in and hold each other accountable and do it. And I'm like, okay, great. Yeah, like, let's get going. Like, I'm here to help my friends whenever and always. And we kind of just created this little group, this like accountability group. I think it was via text or something to kind of check in with each other. And because that's like part of the magic, right? Doing this, this stuff in community and, and having friends to hold you accountable and just to like touch base and ask questions. So we named this like text thread, text thread, Facebook group. I forget what it was, but we named it Healing Guts and Shaken Butts because we were at this house together and we were cooking all this amazing gut healthy food and we were like dancing around in the kitchen and sipping wine and all of that. So we kind of named it Healing Guts and Shaken Butts. And I thought that was hilarious. But when it came time to actually name my program that I would be like selling to the public, um, to people I don't even know that aren't my like best friends, I was like, this cannot be it. Like, this is not, people won't take me seriously if this is it. Like, people are going to think I'm cuckoo, you know, like, this is not, it's not professional enough, right? All of these, like, stories we make up. And then I was talking to my best friend, Sarah, and she was like, no, 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 you definitely name your program this. And I was like, Sarah, this doesn't even make sense. Like, people are not, like, you know, because I want people to really understand that, like, I, I actually can help them. And I really know a lot about this, you know, and if I throw in shaking butts they're gonna like be like who is this girl you know <laughs> anyway I went with it and uh it's funny because the feedback that I've gotten from it has been really good like it people really love it and I think that I actually I actually attract a certain type of of client of customer of person to help that is looking for this to be like a fun experience that is looking for this to be like community and sisterhood and and not just this like you know florent fluorescent lit office like handout like kind of like stale and, yeah. and vibe to things um and now i'm just like I, I actually get feedback from some of the students because i we do like an exit survey and some of them are like where was the dancing? Like, we want more of that, you know? Like, we want to take our butts. So I'm like, shoot, okay, this, you know? And and dance is such a beautiful way to practice embodiment and freedom and self-expression and things like that. That is so 
like directly correlated to overall health and happiness. So um, yeah, that's like my long story short of how that really happened. And now this is like my, this is like my signature program that is like our biggest, you know, our biggest program that we have within my company, where we welcome in, we open it like three to four times a year and welcome in anywhere from 15 to like 35 students at a time, and kind of walk them through the step by step process. And I really like I really like just adding personality to it. And even though I was scared, like I was a little like, oh no, imposter syndrome. We're like, they're not going to take me seriously. Um, I think it's really benefited the business and, and, and people want that. They want that person personality. They want to feel connected. They yeah. want to, I love R&B too, you know, like we can connect in this way. So um, yeah, healing. Yeah. Guys, every time I get interviewed, I have to say it and people are like, oh, <laughs> I love the name and and actually yeah I I agree that a lot of times like for me personally I think um I can stick to programs or I can stick to um diets or I can stick to uh, more like health related stuff whenever it's uh, more fun for me so yeah. I love that that you bring in this fun part uh, to something that can be seen as super serious, right? As like healing your gut um, and can be sometimes very scary because it's like super overwhelming. Like a lot of people is not 100% sure on what is gut health. Uh, so I think it's great that you are adding this part of uh, fun to the to the program. I, I think that it, it must be making people uh, easier for people to stick with the program. Yeah, yeah, I think exactly. I mean, it, it can all be so serious. And especially, you know, I honestly get a lot of very complicated cases. We we see we work with a lot of women who have been dealing with like bad issues for 10 years, I've seen multiple specialists, multiple doctors, all that kind of stuff. So it feels really scary. And it feels really um, defeating. And there's like a negative energy around this. And we often then bring that energy into um, these interactions with our body, we start to like kind of feel the disconnect of our body. We don't even like our body, all of that stuff. So it's like, how can we, after years of feeling like we're battling it, right? So how can we add in a little lightness, like the, like the energetics of this? How can we add in a little positivity and fun and lightness and, and joy into this experience? And I think a lot of people also see healthy eating, probably not this audience who, who's watching and listening to this, but a lot of people see healthy eating as kind of like, a bore or like, Oh, that's so annoying. You know, I can't like go drink the drinks and eat the things or whatever. And it really doesn't have to be that way. And it's gonna, it's gonna feel a lot easier when you just embrace the like good things about it, as opposed to harping on the fact that you've got to cook more at home. And that's so annoying, you know, like it's, we can turn it really into this positive, energizing, happy thing. And I think it's also really important to make sure that there is joy inserted into this process. So it's not just fear driven and it's not yeah. just like, you know, all of that. It's like, are you, and I have like a whole, there's a whole module in my course that's just like joy filled practices and um, stress management and things like that, because we've got to feel happy throughout this. We've got to feel excited throughout this. And I'll often ask my, it, feel, it sounds so simple, but I'll often ask my, my one-on-one -on -one clients, like, if we're, if we're hitting a little, you know, bump in the road, I'm like, when was the last time that you felt joy? And they're like, they can't even tell me, you know? And I'm like, okay, so I need you to go get in your car, drive with those windows down, sing at the top of your lungs, like connect to that, like whatever that joy filled practice is for you. That can be, you know, something that's uh, cost money or it can be like totally free and you just jumping up and down in your living room um, or driving in, you know, and singing yeah. your lungs. Yeah. But these things are, these things are just as important as taking the probiotic or drinking the waku or eating the food, right? So it's like health is holistic and all of these things need to be a part of the conversation. Yeah, I totally agree. And um, I, I wanted to ask you, so for the program, uh, how much, how long does it last? How, how long is this, is this program? And um, what, can people expect to achieve at the end of the program? Like, like what type of, for what type of people is targeted uh, this program to? 
Yeah. So we deal with mostly women, but we actually have a, a man in this last round as well. Like I'm open to helping whoever. I just feel like I attract more women in general as a woman. Um, but I am here to help any and all and all people that need the help. But I would say mostly, mostly women who have been dealing with chronic digestive issues. So they've probably tried taking out gluten or sugar or dairy or something like they're, they're not new to this process. They, they already eat a healthy diet. Um, they may eat a healthy diet and, and feel like they still feel like crap. Their digestion still isn't working. And they may have tried an elimination diet before. They've probably seen one or two gastroenterologists. Sometimes women will come to us after seeing like four um, and they are just given no answers, right? Maybe they're told they have IBS. They just have to deal with it eat more fiber, drink more water, that kind of thing. So ours isn't, this program isn't, it can be for the beginner. Sometimes we get some more beginners as well. Um, but usually it's for the person who's kind of like been on this journey for a while and hasn't gotten any results. And then they come in and we really take a root cause approach. And, you know, we have the advanced version of our program, which I think we're going to just move forward with only that version from now on. And that includes testing. We use functional stool testing to really identify like the root cause of what's going on. Cause there's always a cause of of why you're not feeling like your best, right? There's, it's not in your head and it's not just stress. Stress absolutely plays a part, but a lot of these people that come to me have just been dismissed by other practitioners and professionals and just kind of told to do the low FODMAP diet or like drink more water. And they're kind of like, no, like this is, this is more serious. Help me. And then they'll get something like a colonoscopy and they're told it looks fine. Right. And that's great. Cause that'll tell us if there's something very seriously wrong, but what happens when, when there's nothing found there and you're still bloated and constipated and burping and all of these things are refluxy or whatever, then what? And that's kind of the woman or the person that we help. Um, and they come into their program. We have it right now for 10 weeks. I'm always like kind of just evolving it and, and listening to the feedback from the students. So I can see it maybe going to 12 weeks in the future. Um, but everyone comes in and gets support, like really consistent support for 10 weeks total. We've got a, a private group in there. I do live coaching sessions, Q and A's, we've got pre-recorded video modules. And then I also have a registered dietitian on my team. Her name is Brooke Jasek and she's amazing. And we really work together to get these people testing, customized protocols, all of that kind of stuff. So, um, I really like, like I said before, it's important to have support throughout this process and not just go in yeah. there and be like, here's a paper, follow the low FODMAP diet. And then you go home in the next six months, you're like, what, how am I, and you know, and then it's like, you're stressed and there's, and it wears on you mentally and emotionally. Um, so we try to really offer consistent support and, and answer questions and be in there and, and, you know, motivate and all of that kind of stuff, um, to, to make it a very different experience. And how has the program evolved since the first one that you did, that you mentioned that uh, whenever you started to do it with a group of friends and it was more like a, a, a community driven and, and um, to, to have like more support as, as friends, um, how, how much different it is right now compared to the first one that, that you did? Yeah, that's such a good question. It's honestly really amazing to think about that. <laughs> um, when was that? It, it had to have been. I think we just had our eighth, our eighth group of eighth group of women join. So um, I've been doing it for that long. So it's got to be almost two years now. When I first started, I mean. It was, it was very food focused. And honestly, people were feeling a heck of a lot better. Like we were getting some really amazing results from the end stories from these women. Um, almost everyone was feeling better. And then from there, we started to add on, you know, more supplement recommendations and more holistic, a more holistic approach to all of this and, and more support. And then we added on the testing. I haven't, we didn't even have the testing until, probably like three rounds ago or something like that. So I'm trying to think of the first time we did that. I don't even know. I mean, 2020 flew by, so I can't even remember. But um, there was no testing at first. There was no registered dietitian on my team. There was. I also have a doctor of oriental medicine on my team. Um, she wasn't there initially. So we really built it to hold more people and to get more people like really customized um, support as well. So we, we really worked to combine the one-on-one -on -one and the personalization with the, the group community and support and coaching. Um, because I think we need, I think we want both, right? You don't want to go through this just alone and just be talking to me and any of that, but 
you want to, you want to have that personalization, but you always want, also want the support in the community. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's evolved so much. I feel like the first time I had it, uh, you know, outside of my friends, I think they were like four women that joined and now it's like consistently 20 something people. Um, so yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's really crazy to think about. And, and honestly, I have learned so much over these last few years about the business side of things, but honestly, continuing to learn about gut health and learn about how, and how, how to really help these people. So, you know, I, I, I think yeah. I would look back on the first round and think it was so elementary compared to what, what information we have now and, and the results that these women really get now. Um, but it's a good I, I always love, yeah, I always love listening to you because I, I learned a lot. I, I learn a lot every time I follow you on social media. So <laughs> I love the content that you put out there. Thank um, you. It's always super, super interesting to keep learning more about gut health and how gut health affects the rest of our health. Um, and I know that for you, it's been a long process of learning and testing and mm -hmm. experimentation that uh, I know from, from reading your story that um, you started first uh, doing all this research for yourself, right? And you started to do all this experimentation for yourself, kind of like you searching the solutions for, for the problems that you were facing at the beginning, right? Um, and uh, from what I read from your story, I know that at the beginning, um, you tried a lot of different diets and programs uh, whenever you were starting the journey. Um, and I know that for, for a lot of people, it can be sometimes dangerous, right? Because mm -hmm. there's so much bad, bad advice out there and there's so many kind of like fake gurus or uh, bad advice in general uh, yeah. regarding uh, gut health or regarding diets. Um, so my first question there was, um, what do you think is a very uh, maybe common uh, bad advice that you've found uh, along uh, in, along these years? Like uh, either you experimented them on on yourself or with your with your customers. What have you found? It's one of the most common um, mistakes or, or dangerous practices that people should be aware whenever they are starting this wellness journey and they want to get their uh, gut health better or their uh, diets or overall their health better um what should people be aware of whenever they are doing this research by themselves yeah oh my gosh i could say so many things um and take in so many different directions but i think the thing that's coming through the most is just being mindful of existing on too a uh, too much like too too much restriction for too long um, so, you know, within my program, we will have, we will have our students take out certain foods to kind of like promote, um, kind of push the needle a little bit more in the right direction, but no one should be like living on an elimination diet incredibly strictly for their entire lives. Right. So uh, this is, this is also really big. It, food is very powerful and I will always stick by that. And it, it has the ability to really transform things, but there is a point where, then we just start like really striving for this perfection. We start striving for, okay, well, if I just take out this food that's inflammatory and, and oxalates and uh, FODMAPs and lectins and dairy and sugar, and, and, and then we're left with nothing. Like we're left with nothing to eat. And we also are left with like an immense fear in the body in regards to actually eating these foods. And then, you know, al along my journey, I was like, okay, so if I just, maybe it's just the nightshades then. I'll take out all nightshades, which is like bell peppers and tomatoes and potato. Like these foods are, are healthy foods. Um, there's different science on all of this stuff. Like you'll find science to contradict other science and science is always evolving and transforming and all of that. So above all, you've got to listen to your body. And, uh, but I know along, along my journey and, and the, and the people that I work with, it's very easy to chase this like perfectionism when it comes, especially to diet, because we've been like inundated with diet culture of like, eat this and then you're thin enough and then you're good enough and then all of that. And then we kind of have taken that and switched it into this like wellness culture that isn't necessarily about like weight, but it's still like, okay, so if I have one green juice and I have no sugar and I have this every single day, 
then then I'll be healed. Then I'll be enough. And that can get really dangerous. It can get really dangerous mentally, physically, emotionally. Um, I mean, I was like deep in my journey. Yeah. I was like stopping, you know, eating out with friends. I was like, uh, I would go to parties and not eat anything. I was like, cook, you know, it just, and then it gets really lonely and, and you, and you start to lose out on some of these joys. And I say this in balance with like food is important and it's, it's really important to eat healthy foods from the earth. Like we know that. Um, but you have to be mindful of like when you're letting these decisions absolutely take over and control your life because it'll never be perfect. You'll always go to eat at a restaurant yeah. and you'll use some like canola oil and like you can either never go out to a restaurant or you can just eat it every once in a while and at home, but kind of be m- mindful of it. Right. So I think that, um, that, you know, this, this topic I'm bringing up, it's kind of more of a, a mental emotional thing, but I consider mental and emotional health, like right there with like fit, like physiology, right? Like they're both important and they influence each other. So I would say really being mindful of if you're reading more and more books or listening to more and more podcasts that are just like, take more foods out, take more foods out. It's also not good for you on, for your gut microbiome or gut microbiome loves diversity. With that being said, it doesn't need diversity from like, you know, cookies and cakes. That's not the kind of diversity we're, we're looking for. Um, but also yeah. one cookie is not going to wreck your, your health forever either, you know? So it's looking for more plant diversity. This is one of the reasons why I think Waku is so cool is because there's all of these like gorgeous plants in this one bottle. And that's really good for our gut microbiome. That's really good for, um, our, for our gut diversity, but, um, along with all the other good things about it. But we, we don't want to take out all of these foods, especially like healthy foods. And that's what I see a lot of people doing as well when, they, when, they're, when they're dealing with gut dysfunction and they have loads of food sensitivities or intolerances. They've taken out broccoli and avocado and apples and garlic and onions and all these things because they're like, I can't eat these. But if you can't eat those things, it's a sign that something's wrong. It's not, you're not meant to take those out forever and just live like that. Yeah. Yeah, and what you said, I, I really like what you said because I can totally relate to to that. I've in the past I've tried to follow a couple diets. Uh, in my case, it was more uh, diets for uh, gaining a little bit more weight. Uh, I, I was I was uh, going more uh, consistently to the gym, and I was I wanted to build like more more muscle. Um, but I did remember that my diet was very very restrictive, so mm-hmm. it made it very hard to follow. And that makes it very hard to become a lifestyle, right? Because it's yeah. like, I you start following the diet and probably at the beginning of the diet, you are feeling like super optimistic and you have all the energy and you're like, okay, I'm going to take this out, this out, this out, this out. And then after the first week that you are doing like a very restrictive diet like that, it becomes so hard because yeah. it's like trying to change your lifestyle from day to night and for me, what happened those couple of times was that I just completely stopped doing the diet because it's just mm-hmm. like it starts to feel so hard. And then whenever you um, eat a pizza one day or it's just like a cake one day, uh, you feel so bad and you feel like, oh, I'm, I already failed. Like, what's what's the point of keep trying to, to do the, the, the diet if I'm already, I already failed? So you just like, for me, it lasted like two weeks and then I stopped doing that. So yeah, whenever whenever you you try this, I I can see that becoming very very hard because um, this is something that my sister always tells me, and my older sister, she's a nutritionist, um, and whenever she's giving me some recommendations about uh, diets or or what to eat, she always uh, has told me to have an approach to food and diet uh, around like thinking of it as a lifestyle, right? Like it's mm-hmm. not. Uh, it's it's something that you have to build into your daily routines and and as you said like listening to your body and listening to what your body responds well to um instead of just like following super strictly to a piece of paper that makes you feel bad whenever you don't whenever you don't follow it so i really i really like that approach yeah, I just think it's so important because it's so easy to do the all or nothing, right? That's what most of us kind of like are more comfortable with. We're like all or nothing. And then that just reinstills this like cycle of guilt and shame when we like we when it inevitably ends because it's too much to manage. So this is why, you know, people are like diets don't work. And 
it's it's always finding the balance because I I believe in and listening to your body and I believe in not really having such strict rigidity and at the same time there will there will always be a moment like I always talk about like pulling in the reins and letting out the reins like there will always be a moment where your body is really asking you like hey it's time to cook more at home. We got to dish the alcohol. We got to do the thing. We got to really like pull in the reins a little here because we it's we've been maybe traveling a lot or we've been whatever. Any maybe you were moving or maybe just life got really hard and busy. So your self-care kind of like went out the window a little bit more than normal. So in that moment it's like, okay, cool. Like instead of instead of like hating yourself and shaming yourself and having to like jump into 100%, it's like finding the balance of, of doing that in a way to support you. Um, but also there will always be times when it's like, okay, like, okay, if I have this, if I have this gut issue, like it's time to like eat more of these foods and maybe like crowd some of these foods out. And then there will be a time in your life where you're on like a gorgeous vacation with your loved ones and you are like drinking a margarita and eating the tortilla chips with all the dips. And like, that's fine too. And then it's like embrace that experience, you know? So there's always, and only you'll know when, when that time really comes, right. To kind of like loosen the reins or pull them in a little bit. Um, but always looking, you know, I, am at the point in my life now, and this is where I aim to get my students where my foundation is, is very supportive and healthy. So I don't need to go on a diet anymore. I don't need to restrict myself and go on like a juice cleanse or a fast or something like that because even even on vacation and when traveling and when whatever things get busy, my foundation is solid. I'm still going to get my exercise in. I'm usually going to sleep unless things are really crazy. I'm still going to get in my veggies, my morning power smoothie. Like these are these are just part of who I am. So I, I uphold this like certain like foundation. So I don't need to go to that zero or a hundred. I can have the salad with veggies and salmon and have a margarita. And that I, then I can just feel that I don't need to go. Oh my gosh. You know what I mean? It's like maintaining these foundations. Hey, just a quick pause for a message from Waku and we will be right back to the interview. We are very excited to let everyone know we've just launched Waku's crowdfunding equity campaign through Republic, a platform that allows anyone to invest in private startups like Waku. Waku is now part of a very exclusive group of highly vetted startups from Republic, and now you can become an investor of Waku starting with investments as small as $100. If you'd like to learn more about why to invest in Waku and why this is such a great investment opportunity, you can go to republic.co forward slash Waku. That's R-E-P-U-B-L-I-C dot C-O forward slash W-A-K-U. We will be thrilled to have you join us in our journey to bring to the world the most refreshing herbal tea with gut health benefits and help to create impact in the livelihoods of hundreds of Ecuadorian farmers. Let's get back to the show. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this brings me to my next question and is... Um, if you can tell us a little bit more about your personal journey on um, how did gut health uh, became so important in your life? Uh, I know that, for example, a, a lot of uh, questions that a lot of my friends usually have is that um, they have heard that gut health is very important, but a lot of times people can think that, oh, I don't. I don't have a very serious digestive issue. Yeah. Uh, so they think that gut health maybe is not not a problem for them. Yeah. So first, how how do you know that you need a better digestive health or how do you know that you're having gut health issues? And if you can share a little bit more on like how was... Um, your personal journey and how did you uh, how did you start it because like to get to the it, it would be amazing that all of us can get to that level right uh, and it can feel a bit overwhelming i would say like yeah to see like okay hannah is like at this her base it's so healthy and it's amazing that that she can achieve that, that and some people may be at the beginning of their journey and feel that achieving that can be uh, impossible so yeah first how yeah how can someone know if they are having gut health issues like 
uh, and uh, how, how was the journey for you? Yeah, great questions. And and it's funny because even after I finished saying what I was just saying, like I wanted to say that this it wasn't always that way, right? Like that wasn't always the way for me. And I always, whenever I teach my classes, I was I'm like, you guys, like I was not born this like gut health coach like that ate well and did all the things and took my probiotic every night. Like I used to, I mean, as a child, it was like it was like king size Reese's every single day, like 32 ounce Coke Slurpees, like every day. I mean, how I was even allowed to eat these things, I'm not sure. Um, my, I, it's interesting because my my father would try to kind of like uphold some uphold some rules of like no sugary cereal and no soda in the house, but like my mom would be like, yeah, whatever, like just go just go buy that. So it's like we couldn't have Coke, but we could have like. I like gushers like I don't know it because it was a little inconsistent I'll say um and it so so I was not like it was it was like spicy chicken taquitos from 7-eleven like are those even food like that's what I was that was that's what I had been consuming for a, for a while and um and so I it wasn't always just this way and I wasn't it wasn't a huge focus in our family either you know there was a lot of like like kind of convenience stuff it could have been worse I think but there's just like you know busy family like two parents that are entrepreneurs and three kids and all in different schools so it's like eat what's there a toaster strudel okay you know um so it really wasn't always that way and and when I initially got into it I when I started looking at diet initially of like okay what am I eating it was really just to control the size of my body like that's the honest truth it was only to like be thin be skinny because I was inundated with these messages of if I'm in this thin body then I'm good enough that I'm love lovable and then and then people will love me right there was a lot of conditioning from my from my parents um from society from all of these things and and also I'll just say like I'm in a thin body today and I've always been in a thin body so it wasn't like it's a it's a very mental thing like it's just like there was a lot of self-hatred in in this poor body and sometimes I gotta just hug this little girl um so it it really started to just be like thinner right I was like I want a flat stomach I want a flat stomach because all my friends had one and I didn't and I didn't understand that and um, I thought that that would make me, that would make people like me and, and love me more. Right. And I had been given some messages of like, like Hannah, you're so beautiful. If you lost 15 pounds, you could be a model. And some of these like awful messages that I got as a little girl. So I, I just jumped from diet to diet, to diet, to diet, really trying to control the size of my body. And then I found, um, well, really my dad was the first person to introduce to me the concept of eating well, not just to lose weight, but to feel better. Um, so that was really, that was really my dad because he kind of took on this like alkaline, alkaline diet when my parents were going through a divorce because he was like, so much is out of my control right now. I've got to take care of myself to like be able to handle this. And it made him more resilient. It made him happier. It made him, he was like glowing. And my dad was like the dad at my volleyball tournaments that where the dads are like, we're at TGI Fridays and everyone's drinking beers. And my dad's like eating a salad with lemon juice and olive oil and like not drinking alcohol. And because, because his life, like his life was too difficult at that point. He was like, if I don't feel well and I can't think clearly and see clearly with everything going on, I, I'm going to crumble, you know? So that was kind of the first, yeah. the first like time I got to see that of like, whoa, this isn't really, my dad's not like on a diet to like get a six pack, you know, he's kind of, it's helping him manage life better. So that was kind of the first time like that I had that influence and then I'd say after years of just like honestly deep inner self-hatred and jumping from diet to diet to diet, um, I really, I really wore on my system. I really wore on my gut. Like the, it adds so much stress to the body. Um, and I started to get a lot of digestive issues. It started to be like, I couldn't eat sweet potatoes, apples. I was like always bloated. I was terrified to eat certain foods because, um, I didn't want to be bloated for the rest of the day. I had also lost a ton of weight. Like it was a really, it was a really like tumultuous journey to get me to the point where I finally read this book by um, Dr. Alejandro Younger. He's like an amazing, amazing functional medicine doctor. And he was talking all about the gut microbiome. And I was like, wait, this is really cool. Like there's a lot more going on here. This impacts your, how you feel, how you think, how, you know, much more than just your weight. Like it impacts your immunity. It impacts your hormones, your skin, all of these things. 
And that's when I finally started to turn a corner and was like, wait, there's so much more here. Like I've been looking at just like how my body looks, but I haven't been tapping into how my body feels and how I feel. And then I really Mm. started eating, eating better foods, kind of working through some of this like inner work and and restriction and um, my mood changed. The biggest thing that changed for me was, was my mood. Like I was happier. I was so much happier. I was more present. Um, I was less irritable. I was less reactive. And, and then of course, like skin was glowing and, and all of that kind of stuff too, but it really impacted my mood. And I had kind of done some damage to myself after years of restriction. And then I kind of had to figure out, okay, now what do I do? What's going on with my gut now? And how do I, how do I view this a different way than just like a diet, right? But how do I kind of get, get to the root cause of this and really repair some of this, some of this damage that I've kind of done to myself, but, but also there were tons of antibiotics from doctors, you know, along the road and and all of that kind of stuff, loads of stress, loads of all, all that. Um, I used to have really bad migraines as a little girl. So it was like, I kind of, it was a, it was not a, Oh, great. It was like a, Oh my gosh, what am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? I kind of hate nah. myself. Ah, this is working. It's not like, and then it, it finally got to the point where I was really interested in viewing this in a, in a more holistic way. And I was like, wait, my happiness is important in this. Like I, and, and really working through that, like controlling and perfectionism that was within me to try to control the outcome and control what I looked like and all of that stuff. And it all influences your gut because it, it influences yeah. the system. It influences your stomach acid levels, your inflammation, your, your gut lining. Like it, it, it influences physio, like the physiology, right? Like the stress physiology and pathology will start to wear at that gut lining. It'll make you more susceptible to gut infections, make you, it'll create dysbiosis. It'll wear at that immune system. So even, you know, if you're, if you're running around and this is resonating with you and you're like, whoa, I'm feeling some of this too. I've jumped from diet to diet, or, um, I don't even think I really like my body or whatever, like that internal turbulence creates physical issues. So it's, um, that's not to fear it or need to then go control that, but it's just something to be mindful of. And so that's kind of, that's kind of a little bit about my story. And then I would say for people, for people to know that they have a gut issue. Um, the gut is, it's traced back to like 90% of disease. So honestly, almost anything <laughs> you should look at your gut, whether it's anxiety, depression, acne, eczema, psoriasis, um, heartburn, acid reflux, constipation, diarrhea, bloating. Um, but you really shouldn't feel bloated every day. Like some people, there's also been this kind of social media like trend to like, like it's normal. And a little bit of it is normal. It's normal after you go out and eat some pizza and drink some beers. Yeah. But it's not normal to feel every single day. Um, so that's a big sign too. I think a lot of people just, just normalize this and think like, Oh, well, it's not too bad or it's not anything super serious, but it can lead to something more serious down the line. So, so you do want to really take a look. Yeah. And so, so important what, what you just said, Hannah, and, um, I really resonate with that approach of um, controlling what you can control, right? Whenever you are, uh, that, that approach you mentioned that your dad has, whenever you are going through something very challenging in your life and whenever you are going through difficult moments in your life, uh, the fuel that we are putting into our body, um, it's something that it's, a lot of the times it's uh, uh, under our control mm-hmm. um, and we we can control that input right and uh, it it can make such a big a big difference mm-hmm. uh, i am a, i am I, I think that's how i operate in general in in my life um because like of, of course you know this but as as an entrepreneur there are so many things that you can't control, right? <laughs> yes. Um, and so many things that are coming into your way that that you can just like literally don't do nothing about it. But um, you do control what you eat. You do control how much sleep you get. You you can control uh, how much uh, how much you prioritize yourself. I I guess so. Whenever we are. Um, experiencing these uh, or going through these very difficult times in our lives, um, 
I love this way of seeing food that, okay, food can be an anchor for me. Yes. I am not doing this diet or this new fat that I just found, as you said, to just like look skinnier or look more muscular. Yeah. I am having food as an anchor that's uh, anything can be happening right now. And right now the the world is still so crazy with, with COVID and, and yeah. all. There's so many things we, we can't control, right? Um, but I really loved what you said on just like seeing food as an anchor. It's like, okay, this is, this is what just like grounding me. And this is what like helping my body to cope with all the, the uncertainty. So it's super important what, what you just said. I loved it. Yeah, it's, it can be such an ally if we let it be, you know, and, and I would say I, I know I, and I work with a lot of, a lot of people who have kind of like complicated relationships with food because so many of us have been inundated with this, like, you got to look this certain way to be lovable and worthy and enough and all of that, you know? Um, so it's, it's, it's almost like, we have to all we have to also dig deeper a little bit of like what's what's behind like what's behind the and fueling how we even view food right and like are we viewing this what's our intention behind this are we using this to feel energized and happy and take care of ourselves or are we using this as a way to kind of like shame ourselves into something else you know um but a lot of people have kind of complicated relationships with food and and i just want to acknowledge that and 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 honor that some people feel like out of control with it. Right. And I've been there too. I mean, there was a, there was a period of my life where it was very much restriction binging. Like I'll never forget I, for some reason, this moment like sticks in my mind of like, you know, I was on some diet. I'm on like Tim Ferriss's four hour body diet or something. I mean, goodness gracious. And I'm restricting all of these things and no shame on Tim Ferriss. You know, he's got a lot of good work, but, um, I'm like 16 and I'm doing this, you know, and I'm like, and I'm like waking up and comparing my thighs in the mirror every morning. And it's just like awful and toxic. And I'm taking all these foods out. And then I'm like binge eating a tub of cashews that night because like cashews are healthy fat. Right. And then I'm like, I feel like I'm going to puke. I like just ate way too much for my body. And then I'm like, I feel so much guilt and shame that then I'm at the gym and I'm running six miles to try to burn it off. And it's like at that moment of my life, like I did not feel in control of that. And, and it wasn't even, it wasn't even about the food. It was like about what I was making the food mean. And that's something that I try to talk to my clients about as well. Whereas now I don't really like, I don't really think about that or feel that as, as much. Like I don't really feel the need to control the size of my body as much or whatever. And the, the irony is, is that once you just make peace with it and you work on like the more inner work, the relationship with food gets easier. Like there was, I never thought I could get to the point where I didn't overthink everything that I ate. And now I almost have to remember to eat because it's just like not top of mind. And I'm like busy pursuing my dreams and, and, you know, like living and, and passionately and things like that. So it's, it's interesting. There's always another layer to it as well. Um, but I think that if we can reframe it to use food as this anchor, to use it as this tool and to look at it, not in, you know, like I, I feel so much anger towards diet culture because it's like the first time I even looked at what I was eating, it was only to control the size of my body. It was not to keep me disease free or make me feel better and happier and, and, and more energized and sleep better. And I wish that I had that time back because I would have just viewed it differently and used it as a tool to support me as opposed to using it as this tool to kind of like keep me on this like leash, right? Of like control and all of that kind yeah. of stuff. Um, yeah. Um, where do you think someone can start like okay if someone is listening right now and and currently they have a, they, they don't have a healthy relationship with food or they've been into one of these crazy diets and they are feeling just awful um what do you think can be some first baby steps that someone can take to start making this shift yeah. in your in your head yeah i would that's a great question. I would immediately get rid of any messaging that is connecting what you eat to your weight specifically. Like you will almost never hear me use the word weight when I'm talking about gut health, even though your gut health is going to impact your weight and all of that. We see different gut bacteria 
um, in like obese people and things like that. And it's, and your gut bacteria can, can like actually extract different amounts of calories from your food. So there are like connections there, but get rid of this messaging of like macros and calories for weight and all of that, because there's so much more to the picture. (laughs) There's hormones, there's thyroid function, there's metabolism, there's all of that. Um, And I would crowd out that noise and like get rid of anyone that's like not in that viewpoint with you and not supporting that. So if you're following these people on social media platforms that just like you, you look at and they make you feel shameful and they make you feel envious of their body or whatever, like just get rid of that for a moment. And, um, and then just really start simply like start with the foundations and the basics. It doesn't have to be so complicated at the beginning. Um, start with just more whole foods from the earth, right? Food, food is ingredients. It doesn't contain loads of ingredients. So start just adding in. And if this is very new to you, then you start one meal at a time, right? And you don't have to overhaul everything at once. Like just adjust your breakfast, like start making a smoothie and, um, you know, or, or whatever, whatever you want. Like that's more, that's more comprised of more whole foods and make sure you're enjoying it along the way and noticing your little wins, right? That's another thing that many of us don't do. We're like, Oh, I didn't do this hundred percent when it's like, listen, if you were, if you were at 0% doing it, 20% is better than 0%. So, um, it's still progress, you know? So, so noticing those little things and just sticking with like more whole foods from the earth whether it's animal-based foods, plant-based foods, you know, um, these, these things are generally speaking going to be more healthy and stay away from foods that are labeled as like diet, diet, anything. Um, cause yeah. that's also like subconsciously influence like what you're thinking about these foods. And then I would say, you know, just notice like the feelings in your body that are coming up around when you're eating and around, you know, what you're thinking about your body and just trying like having the courage to really explore that because it's not, it's not always fun and it's not always like really, you know, happy and all of that, but, but kind of just sitting with that and letting yourself feel it, letting yourself feel whatever's coming up. Um, yeah. And yeah, I could get into like a whole lot of gut health foundations and things like that. But if you're really struggling with your relationship with food, start simply and have a lot of compassion for yourself. What are some uh, I, I think that also it's super important whenever you're starting a journey like this that, yeah, first you stop listening to the bad advice, but also it's super important to start like filling your your mind with the right type of messaging, right? So I know that, for example, for me, it's super helpful to be following you on social media because the type of content that, that you put out there uh, is super super helpful so I'm, I'm gonna put on the show notes of course the the link to your social media for people to to be able to follow you as well uh, but what other uh, accounts or what other uh, people do you follow uh, that people can start listening to because i know that whenever you start a process uh, and basically this is just like i think how uh, our minds work in general mm-hmm. is that until you internalize a truth it's going to be very hard to get fully into it, right? So it can take a long time and it can take like multiple times listening to uh, different people talking uh, about like a healthy message, right? Because we've grown and we've been inundated for our whole lives from from this rhetoric of like diet culture and like uh, focusing on your body a lot. So it can take a while to just like, release your mind from that and, and, and start putting in the, the the right voices into your head, right? Yeah. Um, so for you, what people has been very useful to to listen to or uh, or books that you've read that can help you start uh, shifting that perspective? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, I, I've always learned from Dr. Mark Hyman. He's like a leading functional medicine doctor in the space. Um, he was like really at the beginning of my journey. And then of course, Dr. Alejandro Younger, who I mentioned earlier, he is, he's actually, I believe a cardiologist. He was working in in the hospitals and he found himself, I think when he was going through his rotation or, um, whatever, feeling actually really depressed and like feeling really inflamed and really unhappy. And then he was like prescribed these medications and he was like, I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to be a doctor. Like I'm supposed to like, what's going on here. These things aren't even working for me. Right. And that's when he started to really see and look, look through 
look at health through a different viewpoint, a more functional root cause, holistic viewpoint. Um, so everyone that goes this route has their own version of the story, right? Like, and which is always amazing as well. Um, I also love Dr. Robin Burson. I actually, she owns Parsley Health um, and I worked for them for a period of time when I was in New York. Um, and they're, they're very functional medicine root cause approach as well. And then I love, so there's a, there's a lot of amazing doctors out there, a lot of naturopathic doctors and, and things like that. Um, and then there's also, I, I usually jive with the message from nutrition therapy practitioners. Um, that's not a training that I've gone through myself, but they really learn the foundations of just like how digestion works and whole foods. And it's not, it's not this like diety approach to things. Um, so you can find tons of those people, you know, Facebook pages, Instagram websites, all the things people have podcasts. And then I would say the people that are really inspiring me right now. Um, one of them, her handle is like hormone healing RD. She talks a lot about, um, hormones, thyroid, gut, and, and through the lens of like nourishment, um, making sure that you have enough, right? So not taking these things out, but actually making sure that you have enough of these things in your diet, um, to really support you. And that's a, I, I even personally to this day like to see those messages more because they support me more and I find that it supports my clients as well. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I'm going to make sure to put these on the show notes so people can check, check those accounts out. Yeah. And me myself, I'm going to just like start following them as well. Yeah. Uh, because it's, it's so important to have, to have this right to have like on our, on your social media on like what what you are feeding your mind mm-hmm. also it's super it's super important because that's gonna shape your decisions right yes yeah i know if you were to look at my instagram it's like not clothes or like nails or anything like that it's like doctor 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 and that's like and then like registered dietitian nutrition like it's but that's my jam I mean this is the stuff I love it so much and and I learn a lot from it and I invest in programs all the time to learn more about this stuff and do trainings and all of that so yeah it's funny because there's these are like my celebrities you know I'm like not interested in like the Kardashians I want to meet like Dr. Mark Hyman (laughs) (laughs) yeah and currently Hannah what how is your current routine like um because you you mentioned that uh, right now you feel that you like your baseline is uh, is very healthy and it's very supportive of 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 you um so can you tell us a little bit more on like how does that look like uh, like what type of routines do you have in the morning or what are some of the things that, as you said, even that you do, even if you are traveling or even if yeah. you are not uh, uh, at home, uh, even though you are still doing those things every day that are, that are currently supporting you? Yeah. Um, yes. So I would say I really try to like, I start my day with getting enough sleep. Like getting enough sleep is very important to me. Um, it's definitely been more erratic over like like 2020 definitely like threw off everything a little bit. Um, so that's been a little bit of a struggle. But I would say like I almost always get eight hours, if not eight and a half. It's super important. Your your brain like rinses around cerebral spinal fluid. It's like your lymphatic system that helps you detoxify and drain. Um, and so it's very important for your overall health. And and sleep is so important for so many things, but. It's like one of our drainage pathways, right? So I really try to prioritize enough sleep. If you if you don't get enough sleep, you're gonna be in like a more insulin resistant state the next day as well, which is just gonna leave you feeling crappy. Um, so I, I really try to prioritize that. I wake up, um, I have my little routine. I like take my temperature because I track my cycle. So um, I'm not on like a on a hormonal form of birth control or anything like that. So I take my temperature, which also gives me good insight into my metabolism, how my thyroid may be functioning because your body temperature shifts a little bit and you can see these different ranges can kind of give you some insight. So if, if mine is, if mine is lower than I want it to be, I know my body is like experiencing a little extra stress, like something's going on. Huh. Yeah. So it kind of gives some cool tools. Um, and then of course I can tell like what, what part of my cycle I'm in and I'm, I'm not an expert in this. I would not go teaching this. I, I actually invested in a coach to help me learn about this because I wanted to get it right. So we all do it all the time. We all sign up for programs all the time. You know, we're constantly learning. Um, I always say coaches have coaches, but 
but yeah, so I start with that really, which I guess is kind of part of my health routine. And then I always have, like, I've got my water here. Like you'll see this with me in almost every video. Um, I drink the whole thing. I think it's like 26 ounces and I put in, I'm, right now I'm using Cellcore CT minerals. So it's a mineral complex that also has humic and fulvic acid. So I put 10 drops of that inside my water to really rehydrate. Um, and then I love mm -hmm. my coffee. I have my coffee and, um, I always have my morning bowel movement. That's important too. Um, and that just helps you feel better, but really important for gut health to make sure that that's happening and important for hormonal health because um, you'll get excess estrogen if we're not actually using the bathroom properly. Like unresolved gut issues will become adrenal and hormonal issues. So it's important mm. to kind of just like keep track of these things. Like if you're noticing that you're not using the bathroom every day, something's kind of, you know, it's a, it's a little red flag that's like, okay, what's going on? Let's dig deeper. Um, so yeah, I do, I do those things. I always get in my exercise. Like this morning I walked for about 30 minutes and then I did a little 20 minute strength training video. Um, I used to run a lot more, but it's kind of a lot on my body. So, uh, and I, with my stress levels and being an entrepreneur, I was just finding it's like, I'm too revved up. So I started walking more, yeah. doing more like relaxing, um, exercise and strength training. I always get in a good sweat. It makes me feel so much better. Like my, my brain clarity and energy is so much better. And then I have my, you almost always, I have my hand yeah. power smoothie. So it's in my three day gut reset. Um, there, there's like a few recipes in there and it's a combination of protein, fiber, healthy fat, greens, um, uh, an unprocessed carbohydrate to really stabilize my blood sugar levels, make sure I have even energy for the day. Um, promote like my you know, feeding my good gut bugs. So promote gut proliferation and things like that. That's kind of like my little routine. And even when I'm traveling, I really try to prioritize sleep and I try to, um, I always have little snacks. <laughs> like I always have my, I'll bring my greens powder yeah. and I'll bring my protein powder so I can throw it in a water bottle or I can throw it in, you know, if I have a chocolate protein powder, I can even throw it in like a coffee at the coffee shop. Um, I'll always have a few of these little things with me. I'll always have like an Epic bar or a grass fed, like beef jerky bar or some like nuts and seeds, or, you know, you'll see me like with half an avocado on my purse. <laughs> so there's, always, <laughs> I there's always some things like that, um, that I kind of, I bring these things with me, you know, like I'm traveling tomorrow actually, and I'll bring a few snacks with me. Um, I'll have my supplements with me and things like that. And, um, and yeah. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I from from all the things that you mentioned, I think the um, one also one thing that I've recently added to my to my routine, per, well probably like a couple months already, but it's the morning smoothie that I learned <laughs> in your uh, three day gut reset program. Yeah, it's so yeah. good because it's like super tasty, but yeah. it I feel that it really makes such a such a difference in the levels of energy that I have during the day. Yeah, because I remember that before doing that my breakfast was more um it, normally i had like huge breakfasts so having like two fried eggs and uh, with toasts and with ham and with cheese and mm -hmm. uh, with uh, orange juice um, and i feel that my body needed so much energy to be digesting yeah. that amount of food early in the in the morning of course i i love that I, I, for me my favorite food of the day is breakfast mm -hmm. and i that's also my favorite uh, meal to cook so i, I do amazing breakfasts uh, but on the weekdays i've stopped doing those such huge breakfasts because i did notice a big difference in the levels of energy that i was feeling during the day yeah uh, so on the weekdays i do the one of these smoothies that, that are that are in the in the three day gut reset program that i add uh, fruits i add greens i add the uh, peanut butter uh, so it's like super super good and i save the huge big breakfast for the weekends uh, i i still do them because <laughs> i just like love them they, they're it's so good to have a huge breakfast uh, but i still do them over the weekends because i know that on the weekends i i'm not looking to have like that uh, much energy during the during the mornings like i get to be more chilled and relaxed during the yeah. weekend uh, but I really, it really made a difference in the amount of energy levels that I was feeling in the morning. Like, I remember that I used to need uh, always to drink like two or three cups of coffee every morning mm. to just like get my brain like working. Yeah. I, I'm not a morning person. So uh, it was very hard that, uh, 
and literally like I needed like if I needed my brain to be just like on I needed as as soon as I was going to start working two or three cups of caffeine yeah and of course that that gives you a lot of anxiety during the day <laughs> yes. and, and and I yeah. used to get sometimes like moreover whenever I overdid the caffeine and I don't know I just like drink four cups or five cups I started yeah. to just like shake a little bit and yeah. I started to have like persecution anxiety and I thought everybody was just like falling down and, and it, it was really affecting my sleep um, so I, and I think this was for me one of the one of these uh, like limiting beliefs I think that I just like have during through throughout my whole life that I was like okay I'm not a morning person and the only way I can get energy is through caffeine yeah uh, and I need to be productive so uh, I'm just gonna deal with it and I love the taste of coffee so yeah it was not like an issue for me uh, but I noticed a lot whenever COVID was starting and, and yeah. things was, were starting to get like super hard with the business and there was so much anxiety out there yeah. that I started to feel like a, like a lot of anxiety in, inside me and I was having trouble sleeping. And yeah. I realized that once I stopped depending on caffeine to, uh, to give me energy and make me feel more like clear-headed, the levels of anxiety dropped significantly so it has made like such a difference for me to in the morning start with uh, something as healthy as these as these power smoothie uh, and now i do drink like one cup of coffee in the morning just because i like the taste of coffee yeah uh, but i feel i don't need it anymore to feel energized so that that shift made a huge difference for me i'm so happy to hear that yeah, yeah. I, like that makes me so 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 happy it's 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 interesting because the body will tell you right like what you may be able to get, get get by with the three cups of coffee when like everything's fine and then COVID hits and there's like all of this like everything's up in the air and then you're like you're reacting to just one cup right so it's like the body ebbs and flows and having that connection to your body yeah. to really be able to like listen and be like okay maybe this isn't really supporting me right now I'm gonna switch something here I'm gonna take like come back on this you know um like I could feel it even today I started drinking my coffee and I'm leaving town tomorrow and I've got you know things are up in the air for me so it's like a few sips of my coffee and I'm already feeling like I don't really need the rest of this right and then there are some days where I'm like drinking the whole thing and that's fine but that that body connection is also really beautiful too and to, to witness and I know yeah. very well usually the coffee doesn't make me too anxious but sometimes it does like around a launch when I'm a little wired and like I'm enrolling all these women into my program and I'm kind of like working nonstop, you know, I don't, I don't need as much of it then you would think you want it to like be on, but I'm running yeah. on stress hormones. So I don't need that caffeine on top of that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Photos, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I totally, totally agree. Thank you so much, Hannah. I, I know that we can keep talking yeah. hours and hours <laughs> about this. I, I, I love always uh, speaking with you. Um, but I think to start wrapping up, um, where can people um, connect with you and where can people start just like uh, learning more about how they can kickstart their, their wellness journey and their gut health journey? Yes, I, I think a great place is probably my Instagram, um, which I even like I, I roll a little at, but but probably my Instagram because I'm on it a lot and I'm I talk to women in my community all the time on there. Um, I do like live Q and A's. I do live, uh, like educational sessions, things like that. Um, so probably there, which is my handle is just my first and last name and then HHC for holistic health coach. So it's just Hannah Aylward HHC. And that's probably a great place. Cause I put out a lot of content there. Like there's so many IGTV videos. There's so many educational reels. Um, I, like I said, I do like a weekly Q and A, so it's a great place to kind of get started. And then, um, you could also always jump in on my three day gut reset. This is like totally free. It's three days of information, um, really yummy recipes just to get you started. Right. And I'm not here to sell you that like all your gut issues are going to go away in three days. Right. Like if you've been struggling for a long time, you're going to need more deeper work than that. Um, I'm not in the game of like, take this apple cider vinegar gummy and it'll all go away. Right. Like that's not we take a more very much like 
much more in-depth approach, but it's a good place to start. It's a good place to start if you want to bring one thing in and, and try the smoothie and things like that. And that's available. You can get it on my Instagram. You can also get it at, um, on my website. My website is just hannahilbert.com. So those are probably great places to start. Awesome. Thank you so much, Hannah. Um, I really like having you here. Thank you for, for coming today. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I know we could talk for forever. I get so excited talking about all this. <laughs> yeah, I love I love that. I love the energy. <laughs> all right, Hannah. Uh, talk to you soon, hopefully. Yes, all right. Sounds good. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Hello, everyone. This is Nico again. And just a few more things before you take off. If you'd like to be part of the Waku tribe to be the first one to know about the launch of exclusive flavors, special promotions, and content about health and wellness, just go to livewaku.com, that's L-I-V-E-W-A-K-U.com, and sign up for our email list. And if you sign up, I hope you enjoy being part of our community.